When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey Cobbers, from the land down under. This is the Cricket Badger Big Bash Daily Podcast. Whether you're with the Strikers, the Stars or the Sixers, you might be a renegade, enjoy the heat, love the thunder, like a scorcher or prefer hurricanes. Brought to you in association with bluecrocodile.co.uk. Tie your kangaroo down, put another shrimp on the barbie and enjoy the fun. It's gonna be a ripper. Big Bash 10. Hello everybody, welcome along. It's another edition of the Big Bash Daily. I'm the Cricket Badger, James Butler. Thank you very much indeed to bluecrocodile.co.uk for their support of these Big Bash Dailies. Snapping up the right mortgages for you. bluecrocodile.co.uk Give them a follow on Twitter, at bluecrocmoney. Right, we're in the heat, literally the heat of battle in Australia. Brisbane Heat, 136 for 6. They need 30 more runs from 21 balls. Only 4 wickets left though. And it's uh, Lewis Gregory and Jake Wildermuth at the crease at the moment. We're going to look back as well to the game earlier where the Melbourne Stars went down to the Hobart Hurricanes. And to join me to talk about all of that and more, it's Ash Turner and Ollie Prendergast. Ollie, start with you. You are a Melbourne Stars man. I know it was early hours of this morning, but you got up to watch it and were disappointed. James, it was... Um... In the end, not worth getting up early for. Uh, started <laughs> off well, and then um, the best part of well, started off well. So obviously, the injury to Madison in the first over, meaning he, he couldn't play any part of it, wasn't great. And then that led to the decision to have two bowlers as the X Factor players, uh, even worse. <laughs> and then things just went bad worse. And, and the Heat continuing their poor form. They've lost three in a row, and that could either have been four in a row if they hadn't had it rained off against Perth. So, um, yeah, not all rosy in the Stars' camp, to be honest. And Ash, you're a Sydney Thunder fan, but we're looking at, at the moment at a pretty intriguing game, this one. Brisbane Heat, who have been a little bit rocky at times, they've tended to lose these 50-50 matches of late because their confidence is fairly low. But 28 off 21, the next ball's hit up to long off by Lewis Gregory. They go through for one, so it's 27 off 20. Looks like another close finish, this one. Well, it is a close finish already, but it's going to be uh, right down to the wire, I think. Yeah, it's a really, really tight match. It's been ebbing and flowing for both teams, to be fair. There's been little little partnerships that you thought, oh, this partnership we got to go in, this is going to take the game for this team. But then it's been broken up. No one's really got in and set out that big innings. And you say it's an interesting game because the Sixers have almost been the team that win every 50-50. And I guess that's why probably they were champions last year. Whereas the Heat have sort of been the team that have been in games, but then every 50-50, they've been almost throwing it away. So it'll be interesting to see if Gregory here and obviously Wilderness can get them over the line or whether the Sixers will be successful yet again in a 50-50 game. 
Yeah, you feel like it's an important game this for the Heat. If they can get across the line this time, they maybe rid themselves of a few demons. If they don't get across the line, it just continues that malaise, really, doesn't it? Let's have a look back at the scorecards then for two, uh, today's game, his current game, with the Sydney Sixers making 165 for eight. Josh Felipe, 48 from him from 36 balls. We had 43 from Jordan Silk as well, and 24 not out from Ben Darshus down the order. And the uh, wickets, four for 33 for Mark Stachetti, two for 28. For Majib, who is having a terrific big bash in the last week or so. And Brisbane Heat, in response, chasing that 166 to win. 40 from Max Bryant at the top of the order. Then runs really shared around. Joe Burns, you have to feel for him. Returning from the Australian setup, he got out for one today from seven balls. So he's not in form at all. And you wonder if he might actually lose his place in the Brisbane Heat side too. But they're currently going along at 141 for six. Comparisons just appearing, it's actually 143 for six now. It's pretty level pegging this one. We saw the first week or so of this big bash, Ollie. It was a little bit disappointing, wasn't it? There was a, some very some good performances, but some very one-sided games. We're starting to see some real close games, and this is a cracker. Yeah, I think a couple of bits will come into it. I think teams are getting used to maybe um, the power surge and how best to use that when chasing. And I think also the players who might have been a little bit rusty from T20 who weren't in the IPL, finally hit the form. So all, all, drawing that all together is making for better cricket games uh, and actually it's, it's driving on some of the performances. Definitely seen some of the batting actually to really pick up recently as well. So sort of more dynamic in innings. I uh, saw a couple of today from Milan and, and another one from Maxwell prior to this game. So yeah, it is starting to, to get close and actually a, a win for the Heat would be really good for the tournament in a lot of ways. Draw them back into it, which would be nice. Well, Lewis Gregory, he was describing himself to the Australian public as the batting all-rounder Despite his bowling heroics, he's now nudged the uh, next ball into the leg side. He'll move to 16, and it's now at 22 from 17 balls here. You tend to back the batting side, Ash, in, in this kind of situation, but it's the three wickets left, isn't it? You know, with the likes of Dan Christian, etc., in the bowling attack, that one or two wickets here, and the heat will spontaneously combust. They need to get these two to stay together, don't they? Yeah, it's really, really important that it's these two that stay there and really need to be there at the end. Say so you've got bowlers like Dan Christian and Dwarshus in the Sixers lineup, and you just know that they've got that ability and that experience to get a cluster of wickets. So you, you've just got to try and see this through because you don't want a new batsman coming in at this stage, really. I mean, it should be doable from here, and these two should be more than capable of doing it. But you just never know when you've got Dan Christian on the other side. He just always seems to come up with something to be, to be the match winner. So it's going to be a really, really interesting last couple of overs here. Lewis Gregorash, you got two off that previous delivery, then a single off the next one. So 20 from 16 balls with Dan Christian, very experienced campaigner. Now to bowl to Jake Wildermuth. 16 balls left in this one. Brisbane Heat are down there on five points, seventh in the table. Top five obviously qualifying for the playoff places. So this is a, an important game for Brisbane Heat if they can get home. Jake Wildermuth to face the next delivery. Dan Christian around the wicket, bowls and... Uh, Flicked into the leg side, just going to go through. In fact, they come back for two. That's really good running there. Just gets home. I think the umpire's going to go upstairs just to check it. But I think he was back into his ground. So really good stuff there from Jake Wildermuth if he did get home. And that would mean that it's uh, 18 from from 15 balls. And as I say, you'd back uh, the batting side in this one. It's just those demons, isn't it, Ollie? Where you they've tasted defeat from. Yeah, you know, he's well in actually getting back in there. They've tasted defeat in these kind of situations before, and. 
It just takes a, a strong mind. I think they're playing it right here. They're not going for the massive stupid shot. They're just kind of knocking it around, getting the ones and twos and keeping themselves in contention into that final over. To be fair to the Heat, and I've been criticism, they haven't been as bad. It doesn't, they haven't played as bad. They haven't been hammered like the Renegades have been in a couple of games. So I actually think they've, they've, been, they've made their, some poor decisions at, at, oh. at, at crucial times, but they haven't been that bad. I, I'm really, um, I, I think they'll just take any win. Just crawl across the line and then and it, get rid of those demons, like you were saying, and help them push on in a, in a positive way and, and hopefully get a bit more momentum. In changing times like these, make a change yourself. Buy your own home. Still living with parents or renting? Why not buy your first property? Mortgage rates are lower than ever. Speak to Blue Crocodile. Blue Crocodile? Yeah, Blue Crocodile. They'll get you the right first time buy a deal by searching the market for the most competitive option for you. They don't bite, they're just straight talking people like me. Give them a bell or go online. Blue Crocodile. You need luck in these kind of tournaments all the way through. And the Brisbane Heat got a big slice there because it was a pull shot, top edged. You thought for all the world that was going to be caught by somebody. It landed just short of Ben Darsh's coming in from deep square. And then they ran through for one, got an overthrow as well as the wicketkeeper tried to uh, knock the bales off and it ends up going through for two. So important runs there and a bit of a mess up there from the Sydney Sixers. Next delivery sees Wildmuth just nudging this one into the leg side again. They're going to think about two again as a fielder comes in from long on. He was right on the fence, so they get back for two very comfortably indeed. And at the moment, the Brisbane Heat are marshalling their way through this chase very nicely. 14 off 13. Now, what you'd say, hot favourites to win this one. We're going to have a look at the, the other game as well, but we've got a new feature for you today. In addition to uh, picking the bluecrocodile.co.uk cricketer of the match, one of the uh, fan badges yesterday on the WhatsApp group said that a good uh, thing to do, and we'll try it today and see see how it works. So Dan Christian comes in, pulls the next delivery, and that's a short ball goes to hook it and hasn't been given a wide either so a dot ball to finish that over Dan Christian tries to get the crowd behind the Sydney Sixers 14 required from the remaining 12 balls we're going to have the kangaroo court a bit of Australian in that um, where we have an issue of the day and we get our two fan reps on the Cricket Badger podcast to argue contrary opinions So our discussion on that will come a bit later on today, and it's to do with bio-bubbles and COVID 2020 and crawling into 2021, how the cricketers are coping with being in the COVID situation and getting cricket to us. So Ollie's going to argue one case, and Ash will argue the other case. Right, back to this game then. Sydney Sixers, top of the table at the moment. They're used to winning. 14 of 12, though, required. We could have a super over. We haven't seen one yet, Ollie, in this tournament. It's one of the things this tournament's missing, isn't it? A super over. We saw quite a few in the IPL. Yet to have one in this one. Can this end up level pegging? It'd be quite nice to see an extra six balls either side, wouldn't it? I would love it. As a neutral, I'd absolutely love that. I don't think Darren Lehman could put himself through that, though. The horror. If, if it does go to a super over, which may not do after that, who doesn't love a super over? It's like putting on shootout in football. If you're not involved, it's absolutely fantastic. And um, it would be good for the tournament, I think, as well. Just give that bit of drama, especially on a Sunday night just after New Year in Australia. Perfect, but especially with it being prime time. When Ollie says it may not do after that, he's referring to a shot that has been glanced away to that fine leg there for four by Lewis Gregory. Just erring onto the leg side, the bowler there, and giving uh, Lewis Gregory the chance just to play an orthodox shot, glancing it away for four runs. So 10 now off 11. Required Gregory's 22 not out as the next delivery. He goes straight, he goes big, has he got all of that one? It's gone all the way into the dugout there of the Brisbane Heat too. 
They failed off their batsman, Lewis Gregory, who he looks like he's winning this match for the Brisbane Heat. They need somebody to stand up. And this, Ash, I guess, shows the importance of overseas players coming in, doesn't it? Just to freshen up the, the side and give them a little bit more confidence. And Lewis Gregory's doing exactly that. He's contributing on the field and giving them an extra dimension. Yeah, I think it shows yet again how important, as you say, the, these overseas are. I think Lewis Gregory's doing a really, really good job today for them. And he has done, to be fair, so far in the tournament. And obviously they've added Denley in as well today. To be fair, Chris Lynn was saying in the coverage earlier that it really helps having these experienced overseas yeah. players coming in because it helps the younger Australians, which is obviously sort of goes against what Ricky Ponting was almost saying the other day. Well, Gregory knocks the next one over extra cover. Goes for two, so it's two required now. Should be fairly comfortable from the Brisbane Heat for here. And they're going to pick up some crucial points in this fixture. Two more required from nine deliveries. Some serious faces around the Sydney Sixers camp. We'll see this next delivery as Dwarshus comes in. Bowls to Lewis Gregory. Just knocks this one into the leg side. They're going to think about coming back for the second. They nearly turned and came, but the field got in quickly. So it's just the one left. And it looks like Jake Wildermuth will have the joy of being able to knock the winning run here with one required from eight balls. Dwarshus then to bowl. Is it going to be the final one? It's hit straight by Jake Wildermuth and Lewis Gregory has not even looked round as that sails for six. His arms went straight in the air. They hug in the middle and Brisbane Heat have won against the Sydney Sixers by four wickets. A really good chase from them in the end and that reignites their campaign. Brisbane Heat who will move up the table as a result of that into sixth place. Brisbane Heat winning by four wickets. A really good performance. Badges are furry creatures. 85% of women badges think bad grooming is a major turn-off. 80% of women badges think men should trim below the belt. 89% of men think good grooming is essential to the professional success. Don't just dismiss it out of hand. Get on there, manscaped.com. Check out their great range of male grooming accessories. Hygiene, appearance, attractiveness, confidence. Simply go to manscaped.com, quote the discount code BADGER. You get 20% off, you get free shipping, and you get some seriously quality equipment. Manscaped.com, together we save balls. We'll pick the bluecrocodile.co.uk moment of the matches later so we'll just keep in your heads who's been the star of this one because we'll talk about the other game now between the Hobart Hurricanes and the Melbourne Stars mentioned it a little bit in passing Ollie at the start of the show but Hobart Hurricanes made 164 for 5 in their 20 overs as uh, Ollie suggested Davin Milan the star of their performance 75 from 56 balls from him 7 fours and 3 sixes for the Englishman number 1 in the world in T20 internationals 3 for 25 from Billy Stanlake that's a name that we've not heard in the Big Bash for a, for a while. And then in reply, the Melbourne Stars, he fancied them actually at halfway. But Glenn Maxwell, 70 off 37 for him. He continues his fantastic form with six fours and five sixes. But nobody else really stood up to be counted around him. And they were 143 for nine after their 20 overs. Some good bowling performances. Scott Boland, three for 22, continues his very good Big Bash 10. Sandeep Labashani, two for 38. And two for 11 from four overs from Nathan Ellis, probably the star performer there. And you mentioned your disappointment there with Melbourne Stars. They started off this performance really nicely, Ollie, this this season really nicely. And they've just seemed to hit a bit of a stumbling block in the last few games. Yeah, the, the noises are that there's, well, the, the opinions seem to be that 
the some of the captaincy from Maxwell hasn't been ideal. Some of the choices he's made haven't been great. And again, the team selection from David Hussey, uh, head coach, hasn't been great. And some they haven't really thought ahead enough to cover all, all situations. So today, like I said earlier, they chose two bowlers as the X factor. Then after about two balls of the innings, Madison turned his ankle and couldn't bat in the game and couldn't play any further part of it. So so effectively, they were a batsman down immediately into the game with no chance of stopping that off as the X factor. And then again, you look into it, overseas for them, Paul Rand's playing okay. Like he's played one good knock, a couple of good knocks. I really don't think that he's the best keeper in the team. So I think that's an issue that doesn't look tidy there. The Spice Man has scored, he's top scored 18. It's his highest score in six knocks. So that's, again, an overseas position, which it was hard to fill Bairstow's shoes, but he's no way near filling those and not getting any runs. So I don't know what he's really adding at the moment. And then Zahir Khan's come in as the third overseas today. And obviously he, he's in because of Zampa's, it shows how, what the issue the club's got. Zampa's obviously suspended due to an expletive being heard. So he's, he's playing as a leg spinner, uh, as the wrist spinner today. Just seems to have not much plan of direction mode. They're so reliant on um, Stoyness and, and Maxwell for runs that I haven't really seen much from anyone else. Obviously Madison got injured today. It just, anything that could have gone wrong at the moment is going wrong. The only plus point is they seem to have some players coming back. So Colton Arlo will be back soon. They will hopefully have Dilbar back soon and Harris Ralph will be available and they and Zamp will be available. But but still, they're losing lots of games. They, they are going to have some home games coming up, but they've got to turn this around quite quickly because they're losing all momentum. Uh, and, it, and it's quite frustrating, really, because if you look at the way Maxwell's playing, he doesn't deserve to be in losing sides at all. He was absolutely fantastic today. Really, really showing, keeping his form that he's had for Australia in the white ball stuff and ignoring his IPL form and really producing consistently. And hopefully Stoinis can get back to bowling as well to give a bit more um, flexibility to the lineup. A um, couple of things from what Ollie just said there, Ash. I'll send them across to you. Nicholas Poran's keeping. I can understand in Test match cricket, I always like to see the best keeper in, in red ball um, because it can make a big difference to a five-day or four-day game. But in, in, in white ball cricket, and especially in the T20, the number of balls that the keeper actually has to take are much reduced, aren't they? So you can possibly get away with just having a stopper with all due respect to Nicholas Poran, and then get the quality of his batting and obviously give yourself an all-rounder in the side to, to add some balance to the team and maybe get away with that. Is it, you know, The need to have a, a truly fantastic keeper isn't quite as much, I don't think, in T20 cricket. And the, the you know, same with Maxwell, really. Um, Ollie's suggesting his captaincy is not totally fantastic, but when you've got a player like him who is scoring runs like that, he obviously revels in that responsibility. So it's a, it's a little bit dangerous to maybe take that off him. Yeah, I think on the first point, I, I but Puran probably isn't the greatest keeper in that side. But I think, as you say, purely on for balancing the team out, I think it works best maybe that he, he he's in as the keeper if that allows the extra all rounder and allows that team to look that little bit more balanced. So I, that's understandable. Although I know I've seen a few people mention that obviously Stoinis hasn't really been bowling at all so is the team really that well balanced that's another debate I guess you could have it's just a hard one I think for stars at the moment I think Maxwell he's such a sublime player but he seems to have a little bit of an issue with getting games finished and getting games over the line as to Stoinis and I don't think you want to take the captaincy off him because you say he seems to lack responsibility and he is scoring runs and he is doing more or less his job pretty well it's just that little bit that they're lacking they're lacking that little bit of edge um, and I think they'd have had it if they'd have got Bairstow in the team. And I think they'd have it if Dilbar and Ralph were in the team. But obviously, I think as 
circumstances are just going against the Stars quite a bit at the moment and struggling to get out of the rut. Hopefully, they will, because I think they are, they are in the five best teams when you look at them on paper. So I think it would make the knockouts a better spectacle with them in it. Because you don't want to be missing people like Zampa, Maxwell, Stoinis. You don't want them missing out on the knockout stages, but you need to turn it round and they need to turn it round quickly. The Sydney Thunder then, top of the table as things stand at the moment, played six on 19 points. How about Hurricanes after their win today? Played seven on to 18 points. Sydney Sixers stay on 17 points. They've played six games. In fact, did they pick up the boost point today? They must have done, I think. Yeah, they picked up the boost point just, didn't they? Yes, yeah, so they got one, got one extra point today to move on to 17. Adelaide Strikers are on 13 points after six games. Melbourne Stars are on that six games, having and uh, accumulated 11 points so far. Brisbane Heat, though, have moved themselves up to sixth place now in the table. They are um, eight points from six games. Per Scorchers, six points from five. And Melbourne Renegades have got four points from their six games played. Bluecrocodile.co.uk Sort your mortgage in a snap. Are you a first-time buyer with your eyes on that dream house? Are you wanting to move or looking for a better mortgage deal? Let Blue Crocodile find the right mortgage for you. 10% deposit mortgages are returning. If you need to know how much you can afford to borrow, just visit bluecrocodile.co.uk. The bluecrocodile.co.uk cricketer of today's matches then. Seen a couple of decent games and a few decent performances around the uh, the two matches. Who would you uh, nominate, Ollie, today? I, th- I think it'd be hard to, from the first game, I think it was, there was a, a lot of steady bowling performance. I thought Johan Boto actually did really well considering he bowled at a tough time and picked up um, the crucial wicket early on. But Milan batted really well. I mean, we have in, in touch on how well he played. Uh, we timed it. It was quite an odd innings because he started typically for him very slowly, but he ended up being a difference between the two sides. And, it, and, and like James was saying, he, he had that responsibility to bat through quite a long period, which perhaps Maxwell needs to look at a bit more and see it through. Even though he wasn't there exactly at the end, Milan did a really good job. And in a Maxwell court, so I would say for me, the one standout uh, would be probably Darren Milan. The most exciting in the internet, there's no award for it, would be Glenn Maxwell uh, in, in that losing effort. He was absolutely um, brilliant to watch. Absolute box office. But uh, yeah, I'd go with Milan. How about you, Ash? To be honest, I was always going to be picking, I think, between the two Englishmen. I think it was between Milan, who put obviously a really good innings in in the first game. And then Gregory just at the end, I think he bowled well again for the heat. And then to see him now come out and prove his point about being a batting all-rounder, proving his point on the big stage that he can be that finisher, I think there was a lot of pressure on him and he more or less single-handedly ended up steering the heat to victory. So I think based on that, I'm going to go with Lewis Gregory. Oh, interesting. I've got to decide then. Now, I got called off yesterday for deciding and uh, Rita wasn't happy with my decision. Um, but today, I think it's actually quite easy. And I'm sorry, Ash, I'm going to go against you. David Milan, another example of a, an overseas import coming in and really freshening up a side and giving them some renewed vigour. He's 75 from 56 balls. Today, I think um, probably just shades out Glenn Maxwell and Lewis Gregory. So David Milan is the bluecrocodile.co.uk cricketer of today's matches. Mortgages are simpler than you think when you have a crocodile on your side. Blue Crocodile, making mortgages snappy and simple. Visit bluecrocodile.co.uk, follow them on Twitter at bluecrocmoney or find them on Facebook. Blue Crocodile. Silence in the kangaroo court. Judge Badger is in situ waiting to adjudicate on today's kangaroo court debate. And today's issue is cricket authorities 
are being inhumane to expect cricketers to abide by bubble protocols for months on end. We've seen the Indian side. Five of those are in trouble for eating in a restaurant and maybe having a selfie, etc., or eating indoors because the protocol suggests that you should eat outside and not inside restaurants. There is a little bit of leeway in Australia at the moment because the COVID rates aren't quite as high as some of the other parts of the world, but still a massive issue everywhere you go at the moment. So today's kangaroo court charges that cricket authorities are expecting too much of cricketers to expect them to stay in bubbles for months on end. Prosecuting today is Ollie Prendergast, but defending this charge is Ash Turner. Ash? Yeah, I think that we're expecting a lot of people, and I think that's what we forget at the end of the day, cricketers are people. And for months on end now, with the IPLs and the franchise tournaments on top of the internationals, we've been expecting these people to spend so much time away from families, locked up basically in rooms, in England's case, locked up literally at the ground. Um, this summer and I think it's it's just a little bit too much and I think today's incident with the Indian team yes I understand it's in the protocols and so it's a little bit daft of them to eat inside but if it's allowed in the in the country for people to eat inside and they're following the country's rules and they're keeping themselves to themselves is it really much of an issue I, I don't think so I think they're making mountains out of molehills I think the associations are just being a little bit too overzealous with everything at the moment, which is understandable, I guess. But we've got to remember that the people at the end of the day and mental health is so, so important. And we need to be doing as much as we can to make these bubbles as normal as possible and not going on for months and months on end as they are currently. Thank you very much, Ash, for the case for the defence. Now over to the prosecution. Ollie, stick your, uh, you stick your wig on and away you go. Right, we're gone. And um, I would just like to say what a privilege it is to be an international cricketer. Absolutely. All those hotels, the treatment they get. And as Ash rightly said, that mental health aspect that's been looked into. And I've never known the sport be so keen to manage that properly. And looking at the rewards they get from it and all the support coaches and the awareness they've got, I think it's, I think it's if ever there's a time where bubble life, although it's very hard, it's nothing compared to what our wonderful emergency services and NHS staff put themselves in through day in, day out. A three-month stretch, a cricketer will put himself through a lot of a lot of um, constraints and, and, and minimise their socialising to play a sport that they love and adore. I think the, the rewards they get back for it are absolutely fantastic. Just have to make sure that we rightly manage those mental health issues and make sure that there isn't too much of rebounding from bubble to bubble. If we put the right protocol in place and make sure that people are available to leave the bubbles as when they can do, like the Melbourne Stars are currently doing their team, wonderfully managing it. I think it's it's, it's ability to, to go forward and it is almost sustainable in a short to medium term whilst providing people a lot of entertainment and also the players the ability to earn lots of money and experience different cultures and their pitches and grow their, their careers throughout it. So I think it's been managed wonderfully at the moment. I think it's been very much looked forward to, uh, sort of giving us something to look forward to over these cold winter months while we're stuck in lockdown and whilst our emergency services work very hard in even worse conditions. Case for the defence, the case for the prosecution rest. Judge Badger is throwing out to the members of the jury, which is you, dear Cricket Badger podcast listeners. I will stick it on the at cricket underscore badger Twitter feed. You can have your vote. You are the jury. You decide on this motion whether cricket authorities are being inhumane to expect cricketers to abide by bubble protocols for months on end. You decide. 
There we go then. Thank you very much for arguing that. And obviously, as we go through these kangaroo courts, please remember that they are arguing not always the case that they uh, agree with. We're going to be talking about Indian cricket tomorrow with Abai and uh, Naman. So that'll be an interesting one as well with two Indian supporters. I'm going to take contrary opinions on the uh, Indian's power in the uh, world of cricket. But back to the Big Bash. We've seen two terrific games today. The con- competition, I think, is getting better and better and better. I've seen a few people on Twitter Ash suggesting it's not as good as it should be. What would be your take on that so far? How impressed have you been with the tournament so far? I've really, really enjoyed the tournament. I, I, I'm a big fan of the Big Bash anyway, but I think this year has been particularly good and particularly entertaining, especially in the last sort of week or so as the games have got tighter and more players have become available. I think there is improvements that obviously can be had. I think DRS is a must next year. I must admit at times the fielding has been a little bit hit and miss, but I think that's as much in cricketers general at the moment due to everything that's going on with COVID and how it's affected training and how it's affected the form that people are in. But I think it's been really good and I think the new rules have been really good, especially if there's power surge and the boost. I think it's been a really good tournament and I think, yes, there can be criticism of the DRS and yes, there's still a lot of debate around the X Factor, but on the whole, I think it's been a really, really good tournament. It's been really enjoyable to be able to watch it and talk about it from the UK. Ollie, that was the 24th match, that game uh, we've just seen the conclusion of where the Brisbane Heat have uh, beaten the uh, Sydney Sixers. I always think with these tournaments that you tend to remember them and their ultimate success is on how they finish, not how they start. And I think this big bash is starting to bubble up now. And if it continues to kind of go on the same upward curve, this could go down as a a very good um, tournament, despite maybe some teething problems at the start of it. Yeah, I I think it's, that what's looking really promising for the tournament is, is how, how, how you've rightly said earlier, uh, and Jonas touched on, is how much more competitive the games are becoming. So the, tie, the sides are getting drawn closer together, which can provide us with more sort of those exciting moments, that are game-changing moments that happen in these close games. I think it's going to be... I, I actually think that, that the height of it will definitely be hitting the playoffs. There's nothing worse than a team playing great stuff and, uh, and winning it when the whole thing at Canter. It, at the moment in this league, it looks like anyone could beat anyone, uh, apart from the stars who couldn't win anything at the moment. But um, it, it's looking really exciting. And I, I actually, I would like to think that interest will grow globally in this as the tournament goes on. And I, I think it's it, it's looking really exciting. And it's so open. And it's great as well to have crowds back in. How good is that to see? Crowds on the ground. That, that's, that's a massive plus of this tournament. Oh, I've just seen the injury to uh, Nick Maddinson there. He just turned his ankle on the, uh, the boundary rope. That looks uh, a bit nasty. Wish him well for... A quick recovery from that one. And wish you two both a very happy New Year. It's the first time I've spoken to you in 2021. Ash and Ollie, thank you for joining me today. Oh, thanks, James. Always a pleasure. Cheers and happy New Year, guys. And uh, thank you all out there for listening and uh, listening in your increasing numbers to the Big Bash Dailies. Thanks to bluecrocodile.co.uk for the support of the Big Bash Dailies throughout this 10th edition. And uh, we will be back again tomorrow with more Big Bash chat, another kangaroo court. I've been James, the Cricket Badger, and I'll see you again tomorrow. Big Bash 10. Thanks for listening. We'll bring you another edition of the Cricket Badger Big Bash Daily Podcast in association with bluecrocodile.co.uk tomorrow. See you then. Sports Social Podcast Network.